If you're in real estate, you know how the interest rate going through the roof has impacted your business, your career, your livelihood, paying for those bills. So the big question is, is when will mortgage rates come down? Well, Realtor.com is predicting buyers will start to see some relief in the new year. Let's get into it. We're going to look at four articles. We're going to take a quick overview of four articles. I'll tell you what I think. Let's get into it. Here we go. You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Home prices will drop next year, but so will inventory. Real estate site says in its 2024 housing forecast. Um, no, I would disagree with that. In fact, I often disagree with Realtor.com says because they've got some economist who doesn't really understand the market. They understand what should happen. But the reality is, is oftentimes these markets don't work exactly textbook, right? It's like you dump a few trillion dollars into the market. You know, what do you think is going to happen? Are you going to have inflation? Don't worry. It's only transitory. Here we are years later. Ah, it's still raging, but don't worry. It's coming down. Transitory, right? That's what we were told. The 30-year mortgage rate will fall below 7% by April 2024. Uh, okay. All right. We're at 7.3% now. Remember, all of this is based on 7.3.9, 7.39, something like that. It's already dropped from a hair over eight. And this is based on anticipation, right? The market anticipates what's going to happen, what everybody thinks is going to happen. So we've got one person on the Fed that's saying, well, we might have one more quarter point pop in quarter one. I don't think we're going to have that. I think you're going to see a series of rate drops by the Fed. So these articles, they're always so conservative because they don't want to look like idiots coming out with a, coming out with a prediction. I think they'll be well under 7% by April of 2024. I think you'll see rates start to really drop hard quarter one of 2024. That's April, January, February, March. You're already seeing it being priced in today. And I'm recording for this at the end of, uh, end of November 2023. So the average mortgage rate in 2024 is expected to be 6.8%. And the 30 year may fall to as low as 6.5% by the end of the year, according to realtor.com's reports. All right, that is a conservative middle of the road. A more aggressive approach would be now rates are going to drop somewhere right around that 6%. That's where I think they will head when this is all said and done. That's kind of my thought. Now, there's other predictions that, hey, inflation is still running. We're getting numbers. We're getting some kind of conflicting numbers. There's a handful of those coming in. But the vast majority of stuff is saying, you know what? You know, we are bringing inflation down. And, you know, the Fed is reacting to things that we've never had a pandemic like this before, where we've dumped literally trillions of dollars into the market because yeah, we're going to shut the economy. Oh, we're not shutting the economy down. Oh, we got to do. Oh, we got to do this. Literally just dump trillions into the market. Oh, let's see what happens. This is where we sit. We knew, we knew real estate was going to take the brunt of it because it's so real estate, it, real estate is so interest rate sensitive. And so when you take rates and drive them from, from say 3% up to 8%, yeah, it's going to have a scooch of a problem you know, with buyer's ability to purchase because the affordability home prices are already high 
And let's go back to the very beginning of this. Um, home prices will drop next year. If they drop, it won't be by much. And why is that? Because we've got virtually no supply out there. Go through any community that normally has a handful of homes for sale. If those have been priced right, they're gone. And why is that? Well, because there's, you know, relatively few buyers willing to buy in this marketplace. But, you know, some of them are going down the road of marry the house, not the rate. Meaning you buy that house now, you refinance it, you know, you've got the money, you've got the income to qualify for it. You may not want to make that payment, but maybe you do an interest rate buy down and, you know, folks have been doing that. Bring that rate down for the initial year, two years, whatever it is, or you just refinance when rates do drop. Now, is there going to be a massive refinance boom? I'm predicting there will be. I am telling folks in Summit Properties Northwest and Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, you're going to have a refinance boom. It's a matter of when. Is it quarter one? Is it quarter two? What's it going to take? Is it going to take a point drop? Probably a point and a half to really get people off the dime, get people off the ball to want to take, all right, I bought this house a year ago and my interest rate was 7.5%. Now I can get a 6% interest rate? Yeah, that's a substantial savings, especially at the price levels we're talking about in a lot of the communities because prices have gone through the roof and they really haven't come off those numbers all that much. Here in the Puget Sound, where I am located in Seattle area, they've gone up in a lot of communities and it's because you've got jobs still bringing people to these areas and you've got a limited supply. Don't expect that supply to just all of a sudden um, explode. That's not going to happen because for all the folks that are out there waiting in the wings to buy, the minute these rates drop, they're going to jump on in and say, hey, we don't know when this is going to happen again. We're, we're going. We're, we're getting into it. Let's do it. So it's still expensive to buy a house, but instead of getting more expensive, we've turned the corner, she added. We're starting to see housing get less expensive. Not by much. Not by much. Not enough to make people go, you know what? I should run out and buy a house. Because the flip side is the sellers are in the same damn boat, right? If they're going to sell, unless they've got enough cash coming out to pay cash for wherever they're going, they've got to go into the same exact interest rate environment that has just basically curtailed real estate since about July of 2022. It's been a year and a half of just whoosh, the real estate market just getting shellacked. So Realtor.com sees mortgage rates falling to 6.5% by the end of 2024. That is a conservative number to me. And that's why I think so many of these are just inaccurate because, well, let's not say anything that we really think. Let's throw some numbers out there because we are, after all, Realtor.com. But, you know, I, I don't pay attention to a lot of this stuff, but I will talk about it. And that's what, um, that's what we're talking about here. We expect unemployment to begin to gradually tick up. But we, as the impacts of higher rate interest rate environment take effect, but we don't expect to see a huge surge. Yeah, there again, well, it's going to go up a little bit, but not a lot. All right. Well, that's a pretty easy statement to make. And the labor market to begin to so soften. I think we're already seeing that. I think we're already seeing that. But more importantly, he said, we expect inflation to improve. It's like, we're going to do a price improvement for you on this home. It's positive. We're going to see inflation improve. 
What does that mean? Decrease. All right. Are we going to get to that 2% that the Fed's looking for? No, I don't think we are. But we're going to have less than what we have now, which means the Fed is going to take a more proactive approach and probably do a series of cuts because they might recognize, yeah, you know what, the, the financial information coming in, the news coming into us indicates that maybe we went just a little bit too hard in those series of what, 11 uh, federal funds rate increases. Yeah, maybe we would, because they don't know. They're just experimenting with what they think is going to happen based on the data they have. They're throwing stuff out there. All right, let's cut them. Let's cut them. Let's cut. Okay, let's raise them. Let's raise them. Let's raise. Okay, let's cut them. Let's cut them. Let's cut. That's literally what they're doing. And hey, we'll just see what happens, you know, on a macro level called the United States economy, (laughs) which trickles into the world economy, right? Or not trickles, but has a major impact. But more importantly, uh, Haley added, we expect inflation to improve. Okay, yeah, I think everybody does at this point. The economy has begun showing indications of cooling off. In October, inflation was flat thanks to cheaper gasoline prices. Man, you wouldn't know it in the state of Washington, cheaper gas prices. Gas is like over five bucks a gallon. I was just recently down in Oklahoma City visiting my parents. Cheapest I saw was $239 a gallon there, $249 a gallon. And we're here double that in Seattle. Because we've got this genius carbon tax. Yeah, don't, don't get me into it. Got a bunch of woke nonsense going on here in uh, in state of Washington. Yeah, it's what you get for living in a woke state. The job market is also showing some signs of weakness, and the unemployment rate edged up that month to a 21-month high of 3.9%. Mortgage rates have already begun to fall, Hill noted. They are no longer hovering in the 8% range thanks to weaker economic data. And what we're doing is we're watching what the Fed is saying. All right, what are they saying? Now, everything just hinges on every word that every um, governor says. And uh, (laughs) the 30-year mortgage was averaging 7.29% as of November 22nd, so about a week ago, and I believe it's still in that same range. But don't expect to see rates fall much lower, even though Realtor.com noted that the historical average for the 30-year mortgage Rate between 2013 and 2019 was 4%. Home buyers should consider those days long gone. Well, what if we see a bunch of economic data come back that is way worse than what we thought? You could get there. That could happen in a flash. Yeah. Get a little round two of the pandemic going. That could happen in a flash. Because what did we think was going to happen to the market at the onset of the coronavirus? We thought that we thought that you know real estate wasn't going to be assent, deemed essential, kind of like commercial real estate wasn't. Yeah, you guys aren't needed, even though we're shutting down all these businesses and they all have leases and stuff. But you know, you guys selling homes, you go for it, keep going. Atta boy, that's literally what we had, and that was based on the National Association of Realtor basically lobbying and saying, "Ah, oh, we need people to sell homes because you know we need people to sell homes." Let's move on here. So here's what it would take for the Fed to start slashing interest rates in 2024. Interest rate cuts don't happen during good times. No, they don't. Only bad times. So we need a little recession going on here to impact those interest rates. Something important for markets to remember amid hotly anticipated easing next year from the Federal Reserve. If the Fed meets market expectations and starts cutting aggressively in 2024, it likely will be against a backdrop 
of a sharply slowing economy. And that's why we're looking at this data coming in so closely. All right. So this data dictates what the Fed does. What's the Fed going to do? What's the Fed going to do? Are they going to drop? Are they going to drop? They're going to drop. Oh, we got one person, not quite so hawkish. No, oh yeah. All right. We're literally looking into, we're analyzing every word that is said by the Fed during these meetings, aren't we? And then even then, rate decreases are likely to come slowly unless something breaks and the Fed is forced into more aggressive action, meaning they got to do something like, oh, hey, we're going the wrong way and we've got this, uh, we can't have, no siree, we cannot have a recession going into an election cycle. That doesn't look good for, you know, the powers that be, can't have that. All right, Mr. Fed, Mrs. Fed, let's get on it. You guys drop those, drop those federal fund rates and the market will follow. The market keeps trying to front run these rate cuts only to be disappointed, said Kathy Jones, their fixed income strategist at Charles Schwab. In a different cycle, when inflation hadn't spiked so much, I think the Fed would have been cutting rates already. So what we're talking about is that this is not a normal economic cycle. What we are dealing with, the inflation we've been dealing with, is artificially produced. It's not based on what's going on with businesses acting relative to the market. It's you toss a few trillion dollars, trillions and trillions of dollars into the economy, into the markets, and guess what happens? Inflation. Yeah. But we were told it was going to be transitory. Well, it has been for a couple of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is build back better. This is where we sit. This is a very different cycle. So what we're saying is this is a wildly different cycle. There's going to be much more caution on their part because the Fed is guessing at what it's going to take to get inflation down and get things kind of back to normal. They're taking a guess. They also don't have much in the way of weaponry to fight this, right? Just don't, don't have a lot of quills in their arrows in their quill, I think is what I'm trying to say. The latest market rumble over the prospect of rate cuts came Tuesday morning when federal governor Christopher Waller said that he could envision easing policy if inflation data cooperates over the next three to five months. So quarter one, you will start to see cuts. That's my prediction. And I think it's more early on than later. But, but, there's always a but, right? And, and the but is, here's really what should be said. Never mind that fellow governor Michelle Bauman just minutes later said that she still expects rate hikes will be necessary. So everybody took that as the markets anyway, took that as, yeah, it's going to be like a quarter point pop, maybe pretty soon. We're not really sure, but she's always going down those roads. She believes, okay, yeah, inflation's still too much. We need to rein it in. That's her position, right? The market instead chose to hear Waller more clearly perhaps because he has been one of the more hawkish Fed officials when it comes to monetary policy, while Bowman was merely reiterating an often stated position. Because it's been the position, got to get my chair up. Yeah, there we go. It's It's been the position, all right, inflation's just way too great. Need to bring it down. Need to bring it down. Might need to do another couple of cuts to get us there. Got to get us there. Got to get us there. Actively looking at data. Actively looking at data. That's where we sit, right? So you got one individual saying, hey, we're going to probably cut them pretty soon. If data comes in, the other person saying, nope, inflation's still too great. 
we might we might need to look at so you've got everything covered you know from do nothing in the middle to let's cut them to we might have to move them up i do not see interest rate another quarter point pop coming i just don't five rate cuts anticipated all right if the economy moderates at all you could be talking about a real disinflation story and i think that's what waller would be getting at said joseph lavorn chief economist at smbc nico securities america if the real fed funds rate continues to go higher as i expect it will then you'd want to offset that through rate cuts and the amount of rate cuts i think they're going to have to do is a relatively large amount Ooh, okay Got a monkey with the market. Lavornia, the chief economist of the National Economic Council under former President Donald Trump, said he thinks the Fed could have could have to cut by as much as 200 basis points early next year or two percentage points. That's a whack. If that happens, rates go under five. Uh, aggressively, I've seen the Fed cutting you know, that's like, that's like four half point cuts. That's significant, right? Maybe, maybe two quarter point cuts and a handful of other half point cuts, something along those lines. But if it's two percentage points, if it's 200 basis points, that's on the outer predictions of what could happen. I've seen 175 basis points all the way up to, Hey, we need to increase it by 25 basis points by a quarter point pop. So that's, those are the predictions. I could see 175 basis points cut in the not too distant future. I could see 150, somewhere in that range, 200 to me seems aggressive. So call that the outer lying one. So that means rates are going to be down 5%, 5.5%, somewhere in there. Market pricing has grown more aggressive on Fed policy easing, with Fed funds futures now pointing to five quarter point percentage point rate cuts next year. All right, so five quarter point uh, rate cuts. So 125 basis points, right? Four would be 100, another one, 25, 125. All right, one more than before the latest speeches. So we are expanding kind of our prediction that we're going to have greater Fed fund rate cuts than lesser. And this is even before we've done any cuts at all. The market is based on what it is predicting will happen. So that's why when somebody comes out with some statement that, you know, is contrary to the marketplace, and if they're a significant enough person to make that statement, the market kind of roils and, and, and reacts and goes, oh, what what hey now we weren't expecting that because the market loves stability loves stability doesn't like the big gyrations because people oh let's buy let's sell let's buy let's sell and they don't know whether they're coming or going what should they do how do we position ourselves in this environment feds waller says economy may be slowing enough to tame inflation feds bowman not convinced same deal those are the two stories that we just read right one guy, hey, if it's bad enough, we'll cut him. You betcha. We're your friend. The other one, hey, I believe this is the direction we're heading. And we may not be done with rate cuts yet. And then the market basically just, they kind of read between the lines and they take their best guess. Well, if they're saying that and they're saying that, then this is what we're going to come up with. So 
Fed governors say lots of uncertainty persists. We don't know. That's the thing. They don't know. They don't know what that data is going to come back with because this is a massive economic experiment. It always is when we're starting to monkey around with the, the Fed funds rate. Home prices, here's a Yahoo Finance. Home prices will weaken as rising rental supply creates more competition in the housing market, top economist says. I would say that is 100% incorrect. Housing prices will weaken as rising rental supply creates more competition in the housing market. People are being forced to rent because they can't afford the homes that they want at today's interest rates. When those interest rates drop, now they can. All right, so we're going into a different thing. Our price is going to drop. We don't have enough supply. And we still have this demand for, for all these folks that say, well, you know, the, the numbers just don't support the fact that, you know, tons of people are out there buying. It's because they're sitting on the sidelines waiting. And when those rates get low enough, guess what? You've got a refinance boom and you've got a market that goes back to being pretty hot. It's already even given the rate, the way that rates have gone upwards of 8%. We haven't lost a lot of value. There hasn't been much traction. Here in the Puget Sound area, we've got multiple markets that are still increasing. And that's because you've got those jobs coming in. You've got people moving in. And you've got such little supply that, you know, the market's going one way. And that's up when you shrink all these supplies. I don't think you're going to see a ton of rental housing come on the market. You might be having a little bit of that shakeout now, but that's because prices have gone so sky high that people aren't willing to spend that on a rental. And that's in the higher end markets. And oftentimes that's in the downtown cores. You will see that storyline a lot where I say that most of the story is inaccurate is that. People aren't living downtown anymore because the downtowns got hollowed out during the great Rece- during the uh, pandemic. I almost said great recession. No, nobody wanted to live downtown because they were no longer commuting into downtown. They weren't walking. Now you've got in a lot of downtowns. You got a lot of empty spaces. San Francisco's got a 33% vacancy rate. Seattle's not far behind. Portland's downtown is just a ghost town. You've got leadership in Portland saying, hey, we're doing a special emphasis patrol for shopping during the holidays because nobody's shopping in downtown during the holidays because street conditions are so bad. Same thing with San Francisco. You got a bunch of homeless people on drugs running around taking a crap on the sidewalks. That's not exactly what people are looking for when they go shopping downtown. Don't know if you knew that, but if you want to hear more about that, I podcast on that all the time on News for Reasonable People because it's something impacting the marketplaces. But the overriding impact on having a lot of supply of upper-end rental properties in the downtown core is that people are no longer commuting to the downtown like they were. You might be commuting three days a week, but you basically got a four-day weekend, meaning you take off your Saturday and Sunday, but you're working from home Monday and Friday. So why would you want to live in downtown where a lot of the businesses, the infrastructure has closed up that once served this big employment center in downtown where people are no longer? Yeah, you wouldn't. And so these properties are, you're going to see more of them, but that's not the overall market. 
that's a very small marketplace. And that's where the big, big uh, media just kind of, oh, I don't really know the difference. Well, we're just going to throw a blanket statement out there and everybody will understand. They'll figure it out. Growing rental inventory is bringing down rent prices, which should help weaken home prices too. Two totally different markets, the burbs and downtown, wildly disparate at this point in time. But this is a Moody's analytics chief economist. That guy doesn't know Jack. He just doesn't know. He's not selling real estate. He's not on the you know real estate appraisal end of things. He's like, well, I read it in my book, my case study back in Harvard, and they're saying this, and I'm just going to dictate it to the people, and they'll believe me. The trend is especially evident among high-end properties where the rise of multifamily towers and urban centers has lowered rents and impacted the single-family housing market. Is it? Is it impacting the single-family housing market or are interest rates impacting the single-family market? Make that distinction. I think that it's a sign that we will see the weakness in prices kind of broaden out here, talking about broadening out from the downtown core to elsewhere. Now, as rates drop, more buyers enter because they can afford feeding frenzy again. That's what you'll see. I have a lot of people telling me, yeah, Sean, you know what? You might be right. You could also just be a lunatic as well. Well, let's talk about why you should be listening to me. I started in real estate in the 80s. I'm still here. I own a real estate brokerage. I'm the managing broker. Broker. We have not done a ton of business since <laughs> summer of 2022. I'm also the owner of a real estate appraisal company, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal. I've been doing that gig literally since the 80s. I no longer am out in the field appraising, but I can tell you this, interest rates have not been kind to the appraisal industry as so many of you appraisers out there know. And what it's going to take is it's going to take inflation being brought down, the Fed recognizing that, and then the market's going, okay, yeah. And then we'll see a little relief. We'll see those mortgage rates. We needed the real estate market to have a little slowdown. It was going at an unsustainable pace. And we have gotten that. And then I think the market overreacted with these interest rates being as high as they are. But we needed that because inflation was running so hard. Remember that, ah, it's, it's just transitory. It won't be here for more than a few months. It'll just pass through. And the rest of us are like, rightio, tell us another lie. Just, you know, Tell us you you love us before the deed, right? Yeah, at least do that. At least throw a little lipstick on it because we know what's coming. A bunch of inflation and here it is. And it's been what? Yeah, it's been a while. Not just transitory. But here we are. We're talking about rate cuts. I think they'll start happening in quarter one of 2024. I think you'll see interest rates come down to somewhere 5% five, 5 plus by the end of 2024, because I think you're going to have a bunch of data come back that is stating, all right, yeah, uh, bumping up those rates had the impact that we thought they would. And we haven't even gotten into the other things that the Fed's doing. Um, as far as buying securities, buying government-backed securities, haven't even touched in any of that. But I just wanted to give you kind of broad strokes based on these articles, what we're talking about, what you can expect. So based on that, you know, know that that's where your interest rates might be. What we don't know is how the market's going to react to it. Are you going to have a ton of buyers come in? Are you going to have a bunch of sellers go, all right, this is my, op- this is my opportunity to jump out of this. That's where we don't know. I've kind of told you what I think. Yeah, I think some sellers are going to sell, but I think there's going to be more buyers that have been sitting on the sidelines. They're going to jump in. 
And we're going to be off to the races again. And why? Because we have very little supply, very little supply. So a little bit of more demand comes, boom, that supply gets eaten up, back to the races. That part hasn't changed. If you think I'm wildly off base, if you think I'm wildly wrong, let me know in the comments. All right. Thanks so much for supporting. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. (laughs) 